0: Ladies and gents, welcome to Tommy G Talks. This is the Tea with Tommy G series. And today I have a very special guest with me. Not only is he a friend, but he has a depth of knowledge around mindset coaching and him and I share a lot of parallels. Today's episode is gonna help you if right now you're going through any kind of challenging time, because we're gonna talk about some very deep topics, but most importantly, how you can turn those challenges into confidence and take them with you as part of your armor, part of your strength, part of your character. So ladies and gents, without further ado, this is Tea with Tommy G with Harry Pereira. Right, so what we do on this one, Harry, is we get the kettle on now, so you've got about a minute and a half. The question for you is what do people need to know about Harry Pereira?
1: I'd say he's not what he looks like he's a little bit there's a little bit more to to what meets the meets the eye at at first sight I think I think I there's a lot of preconceptions about how how I how I dress like how I come across Um, and I think again with a lot of people like you don't you don't really know what's going on beneath the surface so um, I think that that's that's the, the biggest thing. I think there's there's more that meets the eye about Interesting.
0: My bro. Interesting. I'm gonna you leave it at that? You've, well you've got about twenty seconds, but very quickly how did you how did you learn that?
1: I mean i am only starting to learn about myself in the last couple of years to be honest. Okay. Like there's I mean I've been through a hell of a lot over the last three years. That's probably been the most fluctuating turbulent period of my life. Yeah. And I think I've learned the most about myself in these last three years. So I'm only beginning to know the the truth about who I am and, and who authentic Harry is in the last couple of years. Nice,
0: we're gonna dive into that today nice. a little bit, and we're gonna also extend the invitation for you guys listening and watching uh, that there will be some key takeaways today that will help as a result of Harry's journey, but also by immersing yourself into some real positive chat, which is what we're intending. So drinks are anyway, mate. So we'll, we'll get those now. Right, so um, <coughs> Harry, it is Tea with Tommy G and we are on the lookout for a kettle sponsor uh, and a tea sponsor. So until we find one of those, we've got a bog-standard kettle, which actually I'm coming to really quite connect with. We get all our guests to sign it, um, which is pretty cool. But our tea today is just lemon and ginger, straight up supermarket tea. Nice. so a little bit of a cheers. detox, detox mm-hmm. yep. then, yeah? Nice. Welcome to. Well, I'm a dinky dinky saurus. You're a dinky saurus. I just I had these we'll from home this morning. Yeah, sorry, sorry, Lincoln, you got no cup today. Um, so yeah, tea with Tommy G. We drink tea. We talk. We'll talk. Um, I've got some quick fire questions for you. I think it's a really good way to get into a conversation. I'll ask you these questions. Answer them quite quickly. Some of them you might want to dance for a little bit, um, and then we can dive deeper into some of the topics as we go. Let's go. You ready? Let's go. Here's a list I prepared earlier. Okay starting with a nice easy one uh, what's one book that dramatically influenced your life five regrets of the dying i've never heard of that you know the
1: i mean it's quick fire so we'll go into it after yeah. it's the, the message is, is simple like it's not it's stuff we've all heard before but it's just it's deep it's profound it's it's emotional and
0: that just totally changed my perspective in life nice
1: i was expecting that to be like
0: a boring answer be like i don't know <laughs> like the alchemist or something like that. Bear in mind, that's probably what I would say. (laughs) Um, How do you define success, and and how do you know when you've achieved it? Success, for me, is about being on the path
1: to where you want to go. So it's not about achieving the thing, although that's an element of it, of course. You have to be aligned with the person you want to be, the places you want to go, the goals you want to achieve, and as long as you're on that path, somewhere there or thereabouts, that for me is success. I see myself as successful now. You've now got massive goals that I'm a hell of a long way from nice. right now. So almost that's like success
0: your, is a state. It's a state. Yeah, yeah. I think
1: it, it's definitely a state, and it's, it's it's there's more to it than just setting yourself
0: a goal and achieving that goal. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. Again, it's quickfire, but we're not going to be able to help ourselves because we're both into <laughs> similar things. We both have similar professional uh, career paths. It's almost like sometimes if you define success as an achievement, yeah. it will inevitably become your past. Sure. because you will become it you'll wake up the next day and it's in, it was yesterday yeah whereas you want to take that you want to have that all the time which is what That's you're it. saying and it like
1: like you said if you if you set yourself the goal you achieve the goal you're successful okay but then what happens after that yeah are you then not successful because you've set yourself another goal
0: sure so that that, that I'm really guilty of that I'm really? terrible at that I went through my whole 20s trying to achieve as much as I could again similar trajectory to you. S- stuff happened in life that yeah. made me want to just just go for it, which we'll obviously dig into. But I would just be like, Yep, cool. Yeah. Yep, cool. I mean I even like look back now and think, mate, like I won a world championship mm. in sport jiu-jitsu and was just like, yep, cool. Next. And never really so I'm interested to know more about that as we as we go in. This one's a really cool one. Um if you had a gigantic billboard anywhere in Dubai, what would it say? <laughs> um
1: Wow, that's a that's a that's a big that's a big opportunity. It's right cool, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah like so that. you'd see it as an opportunity? I'd see it as an opportunity. What would you that's, what would you go for, then, mate? I would go for I think I would just go for mindset X. I'd just go for the statement. Yeah. That's my business. Just a, by the way. Just a brand out there. Just mindset X with a cool little cool little caption. Nice. Um, maybe my, my my actual caption, which is mind body business. Nice. Just to get get the name out there. So yeah, 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 that's, yeah. That's what
0: I'd have. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I would, I'd do that, and then I, if I saw you doing that, I'd say, mate, make it, make it interact with with, your, with AI, um, yeah. VR, so people put their phone against it, and then all of a sudden it's like something happens because mm. you can. Do I, start that sort talk, of shit. I start talking to them, saying, yeah, going just, and you just, just come deep, out with deep conversation, it's <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> what's one of the best investments you've ever made in terms of uh, in terms of time, money, and energy? My dog. Your dog. How come? It's changed my life. Yeah.
1: I got him probably in the worst period of my life. Okay. Just after my mum passed away. Yeah. Two, no, about three months later. So I was arguably in a really weird state. I felt good, I felt good in that period, but I got him in, in, in probably the most difficult time. I had COVID. It was also that right in the middle of proper COVID. Yeah. And it was difficult, like, bringing him up. As a puppy he's he's he was a little shit, mm-hmm. right he's he, he's a half husky half pomeranian yeah so, now he's a really
0: really interesting looking dog yeah
1: he's very very yeah good looking cute dog but he was a difficult puppy <laughs> but like just for anyone who's got a dog like you come home every single day or you wake up every single day and you just see this little living ball of energy yeah. who's never He's, they're, they're never emotional they're never mm. emotional they're never up and down right? yeah. they're just the same every single day like is that like ignorance is bliss right yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. like they're just they, they bring your energy up nice. every single day and it gives me a lot of purpose so
0: that's a really simple answer with a complex underbelly or like an iceberg and I think actually that's quite reflective of you as a person yeah. and maybe what you said you know what should we know about harry Pereira? there is always more i think you're very you've got a lot of depth and it's interesting to dive into that here for sure um all right then simple quick fire though what's your morning routine like in dubai 5am
1: up five thirty out with a dog down the beach no music no headphones nothing back by six thirty, 30 straight uh, to my desk meditation, a little bit of journaling. This this isn't every single day, but it's it's more or less most days. Meditation, journaling, um, and then straight to the coffee shop. Nice. For about four hours, deep work yeah. in the coffee shop, unless I have calls, which yeah. I don't usually, I try not to put calls in in the morning. Yep, yeah, okay. Because then I, I like to have nice proper deep work, whether sure. it's content, whether it's admin, whether it's pre- planning, preparing
0: stuff, yeah, really. and then I have my calls, yeah. that's it. Good, sounds pretty good, mate. Um, what's a common misconception that people have about life coaching
1: that it's fluffy yeah
0: that it's that
1: you only need it when you are in a bad place I've worked with many many people who are extremely happy mm. extremely it great places in their life very successful but they want that next level yeah and that's obviously what life coaching or mindset, why I call it mindset coaching can can provide for
0: you. Yeah, great. Um, how old are you now? 28. Yeah, so this one is good then. Um, what's something you know now that you wish you knew in your early 20s? Well,
1: that's, a, that's a hard quick, quick question. Um, I would say <clears throat> to just slow down. To slow down with everything, even conversations look surf and stuff like conversation, just slow down in conversations. Okay. Um, slow down in life. Yeah. Slow down with with anything that you're doing. Just take the time to just actually appreciate it.
0: Yeah, that's a big one as well, like slowing down, <clears throat> sometimes to the, almost the point of pausing, yeah. in a moment, um, I'm, I know again, I can be very guilty of this, presence is not thinking about something else. It's, yeah. it's, it's not thinking I need this over because I've got to do that thing. I I need this done like my kids put on their shoes and you're going I need this done because I'll get in the car Like I spend a lot of my morning not present because I'm thinking about the next thing and it almost like decays my energy and I feel it luckily your self-awareness kicks in and then you can get to work and you can start to build that back up again for anyone watching this that thinks you know Harry's morning routine all due respect is lush but if you put a couple of kids in there it does change it one thing I love about you is I do see a little bit of myself in you when I perhaps was in my early twenties, mid-twenties. With the kids, it does disrupt, of course it does, but you can repair that back up again. Yeah. It just takes a bit of mindfulness and a little bit of time. That's so it. I think that's a really interesting one. So anyone watching this now or listening to this now that thinks that's all right for you, what about me, I've got kids, I've got this, mm-hmm. I've got that. It's okay if you're not present, mm-hmm. as long as you know you're not present. That's it. And then do something to get back again. What do you think? I like it, I like it. I
1: was gonna say also something that came to mind with that question as well. Um, about what I would like to have known in my early twenties is the the fact that we are more robust than we believe we are. Okay. We're we're more capable of going through X, Y, and Z than, yeah, than yeah. we realise. And that's actually it's probably gonna be quite relevant but we'll talk about go deeper into this stuff in a bit.
0: Yeah. So we'll hold that there. Good man. Okay, we we'll have a couple more of these. Um, if you could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who would they be? And why? Tony Robbins would be one. Yeah, just big man. I think
1: he's yeah, he's just an interesting <laughs> character, isn't he? He's, yeah. he I mean, he does a similar thing to what I do, but he's a very different character, right? He's about I mean, firstly, he's about twice my height, but yeah. <laughs> but he's just that that like that ball of energy, right? Charisma, all sorts. I'm a bit more like laid back, calm, collected. Well, not collected, but calm and yeah. like, that sort of like that passive approach. Um, probably, I I really like um I really like Samsonic. Yeah he's, yeah, he's great as well mm-hmm. I think he'd be he'd te- me, teach me a lot about because I'm going into more leadership stuff with yeah, my cool. clients yeah so I'd like to learn a lot about that side of um, that side of coaching yeah um, and the third one third one would be Ronaldo nice <laughs> he's he was my he was, he was my uh, my childhood crush would you say yeah yeah, yeah. I just I mean I, I'm half Portuguese right so yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was obsessed obsessive Ronaldo growing up so yes that would probably be one
0: good Good comment there, a lot of uh, elite conversation. (laughs) That's it. Uh, All right, then. So, if you weren't in your current profession, what would you be doing instead?
1: I I always wanted to be a CIA agent or some sort of undercover cop. I think that would be just the coolest. You would. One of the coolest
0: jobs. HP investigates. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, last one what is one question that you wish people would ask you more often? the questions
1: aren't they yeah good questions very good questions one question that I wish people would ask me more what do we I was gonna say what do we need to know about Harry
0: before we
1: I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Well, that's a uh, that's that
0: stumped me a little bit. Yeah, we we'll have to think have about to, to but when you it. But when you were out. talking about that, what was where were you going with that? What was the difference? I was going to say
1: I was going to kind of relate it back to the, what we spoke about but the first question you asked me, right? Okay. Yeah. What? What? Because for me, it, it kind of annoys me a little bit that people mm. have this preconception about, for, for like not just me, but people. Yeah. There's a big judgment. There's a big, um, you have your expectations. You have your 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 judgments about people before you even know them, and yeah. you already make your mind up about someone, just maybe by looking at them. Yeah. And I think that if people change that, mm. I think relationships, people's lives, everything would be a hell of a lot different and better. Yeah. So I would like that for me personally. yeah. To
0: yeah. Gi- almost to give me a chance. Yeah. Uh, with more with more people. Do you <laughs> find it can be unlocked though after a couple of conversations?
1: For sure but if you get that opportunity sure because yeah. I'm not the most I wouldn't say I'm the most assertive person right. I wouldn't say I'm the most like, I do it you know you get those people who walk into a room and they just you feel their presence sure. right yeah, yeah a lot of the CEOs that I work with you they're that type of persona like high dominance high that's dominance. their type of trait yeah assertive they're, yeah. they're red behavioral types right? Yeah. so they just walk into that room and you can feel their presence I did a yeah, seminar yeah. recently and it was a, a Saudi business mm. and there was, um, it was about 12 of the C
0: suites in in this room, and I walked in, and I instantly knew who the CEO was. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no one said that. That's crazy. Well. That that just exuberance new- of power and control and yeah, influence. Yeah. yeah, So I guess it would be to
1: to kind of give give other people a chance to express themselves and be yeah, yeah, um,
0: show what they've got. It's funny because the word influencer. Is a, a strange word these days, but if you look at, <clears throat> you mentioned Tony Robbins. one of the things that he's quite big on the disc profiling. Yes. You heard know, a disc. I've heard of it. I can't remember what it sounds, So it sounds dominance, before. influencer, steady, and um, C stands for. What does C stand for? Dominance, influencer, steady, or steadiness, and uh, I can't think what it is. It's similar to steadiness though. And it doesn't necessarily matter in this conversation, but you're what you're talking about with those CEOs is they are high dominance. Yeah. But you're just from my knowing you high influence. Mm. So when you have a high dominance and a high influence person, the high dominance person will immediately try and size that person up. Yeah. And then if that high influence person is then able to build rapport with that high dominance person, they can become a really, really formidable team. Yeah. Um, if you're a high influencer and you've got a little bit of dominance as well, yeah. you are an essentially a really compassionate leader type. Yes. Um, but if you don't have as much dominance, you tend to work really well as like a an associate, mm-hmm. like a um, advisor. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of quite interesting when you think about your role with some of these CEOs. Yeah. You're maybe there behind them, just saying, look yeah, do that. Like, you're yeah. you're good at this. Like, you can do that. Like, remember what we focused on and I think that's quite interesting when you look at someone like Tony Robbins in in the space that you operate he is high dominance with yeah. influence as well but he is if you, he's very loud very in your face it's yeah. very like here I am let's do this yes. but you don't have to be I think a lot of people think you have to be dominant you don't
1: you don't have to be,
0: be a different any, way
1: yeah you don't have to be any type of way you have to find and I always talk about this with leadership right find your leadership, yeah, and that's not necessarily about leadership styles like Daniel Goleman' leadership styles. They're great,
0: mm-hmm. but yeah. it's not
1: necessarily just about the autocratic, democratic, all that yeah. sort of stuff, yeah, um, uh, all, the, all the rest of it. But it's about finding your traits and mm-hmm. bringing them to surface and utilizing them. Yeah, of course, there's going to be aspects of your leadership styles that have to change and improve. But if I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not going to spend my whole career trying to be like Tony Robbins yeah. because. I'm just not. I'm not that person. Sure. I wholeheartedly believe you can change anything about yourself and you can be who you want to be. Yeah. But there are things that you just are not going to be. Sure. I'm yeah. not going to be the six foot four guy with the deepest voice in the room who moves an audience with, with Bam, that sort of trampoline and. That's it. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. So yeah. what I can be is I can be the Harry Pereira version of yeah, the best one of the best coaches in the
0: world. Yeah, of course. And that's interesting because the space you're in, obviously those that have followed me for a while know that that was a space I operated in previously and Tony Robbins was the guy that you wanted to emulate. So you were inspired by him yeah. and you wanted to emulate some level of success, but you're always aware not to become something that you're not. And people, I actually got introduced once as the English Tony Robbins. And I remember thinking oh, I've made it, yeah? Um, but uh, when I was g- giving a talk, but actually That was not the goal and that pursuit of, because I did want to become like the English version of Tony Robbins, did actually send me off on a different path that wasn't necessarily the one I perhaps would've been a better one to to be on. So interesting point for anyone watching and listening that thinks you really look up to somebody or you want to emulate somebody because they are the definition of success or achievement in your space. But it's finding what works for you from what they are and then bringing it into who you are. Depending on your personality, depending on your preference, depending on your height, you know, like all the things that you've mentioned. So look, we we know each other. So Harry and I, um, well, how you tell them, how do we know each other, mate?
1: Well, we've only reconnected recently. So actually last year we've reconnected. Yep. But I mean, I knew who Tommy was from when I was younger. I used to play football with his younger brother, Jamie, who sadly passed away uh, when we were much younger. Yeah. And... I always knew that you, you were the fitness guy. Yeah, You were the fitness guy, the, you, you had your own gym somewhere else.
0: Yeah, the a PT studio PT for this place, yeah.
1: And I, I just remember like your name, the, like when you were in Andover and was, was a small place, yes. right? So everyone kind of knows everyone. Um, and I was getting into fitness myself at that age, about 14,
0: 15. And
1: yeah, we never, never connected. But then fast forward, what, what, eight years, 10 years?
0: Yeah, yeah probably about that, maybe more. Maybe a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll take over from here, tag. I saw a post of yours on LinkedIn. I didn't know who you were, but I sort of gathered, you must be from around here somewhere, maybe from Winchester or something. It's got maybe a Winchester vibe. Because me being sort of judgy. Yeah. Oh, he's a Winchester vibe. Um, and I remember thinking, I don't know what it is about this guy. He's saying a lot of things that I say, mm. but I don't know if I like it. I'm like, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm at that stage where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I, you know, that, that stage where you're working someone out. Yeah. And then I think Sean, Sean O'Sullivan, shout out to Sean, was like a sort of mutual connection and it was kind of transpired that, you know, that, that there was a, an association with people that I know. And then we got talking and that's when you told me about Jamie, about that you played football with him. Yeah. And then I realized I do remember you because I remember coaching him and his team. Yeah. And I remember you, I remember you running around like little smiley lad with, with black thick black hair. Um, and I, I just remember thinking, oh, Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Then you and I started talking a little bit more about this, that and the other. This time last year, randomly, we were on a photo shoot together. Both had long hair at the time as well. Um, And because you were back from Dubai for a few days, jumped on the opportunity to come and have a chat with you. Now, the main reason or the main topic that, and we've already talked about it, hinted about it a little bit, there are a lot of people right now uh, as we approach Christmas, but this happens anytime. Because seasonal means, not just spring, summer, autumn, winter, not just Christmas, not just the new year, but also birthdays, anniversary days, specific dates. We all go through seasons. We all, everything changes. Yeah. And there are a lot of people right now that might be struggling with one thing in particular, and that, and that is grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the outside, you mentioned about depth. People might look at guys like us and think, "Are you guys, you know, you you got you since got your shit together you seem like you know what you're doing um, but what they might not realize is that we've both had like a lot of people watching this will have had um, a big a big old punch to the gut in terms of grief in our lives and that's putting it nicely so you mentioned my brother Jamie and those of you that follow along will know a little bit about the story of, of how Jamie passed away unexpectedly um, five days before his 14th birthday from a heart condition that nobody knew really he had and my life obviously changed from that point but if you wouldn't mind would you perhaps share some of your story with people watching and listening so that we can find out a little bit more about what's going on with you yeah
1: I mean just to go on what you said a minute ago about how people look at people look at us and think up oh, well they're, they're young guys right they've probably well, not been through a lot you're well, a bit younger than me. yeah I'll speak for myself yeah. <laughs> um, like you have your your preconceptions about people like they may not, they probably haven't been through anything, they've not, they've not faced adversity and all this stuff. And like, I actually realised I've, I've been through a hell of a lot. And I don't compare myself to other people. And I don't compare my problems and, and experiences. But I meet people who are 40, 50, 60, or not maybe not 60, but 40 and 50s. And they've never experienced any death in their life. Yeah, And I've experienced more death in my life in the last three years, than a hell of a lot of my friends and, and other people. Yeah. And I find that really interesting. And, but you just don't know these types of things um so yeah, yeah like as as Tommy mentioned I've uh, so two and a half years ago my mum passed away of cancer and that was a long battle from eight years of, of going through chemo radiotherapy all the rest of it it's, it's like life debilitating yeah. that, that whole process not even just the end but that whole process of going through chemo the radiotherapy all the medicine um, it's it was life changing and that I mean the moment that she passed away was obviously life changing as you mentioned as well. But for me, what was more profound was the eight years prior. Mm. what well, maybe not more profound, but was actually more difficult for me. Yeah, because I was in this co- like constant state of what happened when. Yeah, I knew it was coming. Yeah, for sure. Like I think. I think I I was one of the only people who really knew it was it was coming, especially towards the last year or so. Yeah. But um, I was in that state of like, oh, I, I'm. How am I gonna how am I gonna deal with with this when this happens? Mm. How am I gonna live in this life without my mom? Mm. I was very very close to my mom. Yeah. Uh, mm. So that was the constant thought in my mind, and it, and it was literally like, I can't do this. I can't deal with it. Yeah. I, I can't go through this. Mm. So it was, it was, a it was a consuming process Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I think, um, the more we talk about death, the healthier it is mm. for our lives. Um, and I think so many of us go through grief, whether it is in alignment with the circle of life, grandparents, parents, or if it's, Losing a child, you know, I, I think about my parents, and I think, Fuck you know, having two kids of my own, I, I don't know how my mum and dad are still doing bits, like walking about doing anything. But the point being, I think talking about it, sharing information like this, because we are able to, in in our um, understanding of this, within ourselves, and we can articulate these feelings. And also, I think it's a useful point you mentioned about, um, um, you know, the life changing and, and the trajectory of your life, I think we're the same, we would change it now, yeah. if we could, good, yeah. right? But because we cannot, that is impossible. Can't have my brother back, can't have your mum back. The only option we have is to do our best to make good of our lives. Yeah. And so if anyone's thinking like, oh, you can only do that if someone dies, that's not what we're saying. It doesn't matter what it is in your life if there was a challenge you can turn that into confidence by looking at that challenge and even thinking just like I can survive that if I survived that I can I can do anything you know I can do anything um what sort of things do you say to yourself because I used to say to myself like m- with my brother as two of us his death was unexpected heart condition I saw that as a 50-50 chance that's how I I processed that him and me he's gone I'm here Right, I go, flip that the other way, he's here and I'm gone. What would I say to him if I was a ghost? I'd be like, you better fucking live for both of us now, mate. Like, don't you make excuses. Don't you beat around the bush. You get what you want and you do it and you you live fully and you give and you share and you love. And I would want all of that times two, Yeah. yeah? So that's what I used to tell myself. That helped me push on. You are, in your own words, successful. And from the outside, achieving a lot and the courage and bravery to move to Dubai and go chase your dreams there. What sort of things do you tell yourself that might be useful for people to know about?
1: Well, actually, there was one moment that came to mind when you said that, right? So the, it was the day of her funeral. Okay. So I prepared. Me, my brother, and my dad were doing a speech, and I wanted to read the. So I, as I said earlier, I do a lot of journaling, right? Yeah. I'm um, so grateful that I had the awareness to do journaling wow. from from let's say three four years ago wow. right I don't do it every day but I do it when I want to sure. and, and I really and I benefit a lot from it so what I wanted to do is I wanted to read out I didn't want to write a speech about I went to read out the journal entry I did when I found out she was was it when she, I think it was the day I got the phone call from my dad yeah to say that she was in palliative care Cause that's basically you're being told that your mum is going to die in a yeah. days or weeks, right? So, that was for me the, the worst phone call of my entire life, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the moment when she died because we were preparing for it, right? Yeah. But it was the second I got told, This is it, right? So, I, I read out my journal entry at the funeral. Um, but going back to the question about what I say to myself, so I was in the shower. And I have cold showers sometimes. Yeah. As you probably do as well. a lot of people do these yeah. days. I was in the cold shower, it's freezing cold shower. It was February. It was freezing outside. It was like like two, three degrees, right? And I was in this freezing cold shower and I was just sent so I was just affirming to myself that if I can do this, if I can mm. stand next to my eighteen year old brother yeah. at the time. Mm. My dad. My mum's mum. Yeah. All of my family, my Portuguese family, couldn't come to the funeral because they were because of COVID. So they were watching on Zoom. My friends were watching on Zoom. If I can do this and speak at my mum's funeral, read out this journal entry at my mum's funeral in this environment, then I can do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, that's that's the, that's the most profound message and affirmation that I've ever been able to say to myself and wholeheartedly believe. Yeah so I don't think there's many more things touch wood that I'll have to go through yeah many more of course there is going to be difficult times yeah but I hope in the, in the near future that there's not many more things I'm gonna to have to go through like that yeah that are gonna be as difficult but if I do I'm gonna be prepared for it sure. or I'm gonna be able to deal with it um, because you can draw on that because I can use. and
0: that. everything else because I can use it, yeah. That that's is that's such a great like example of transforming challenge into confidence because exactly. you take that with you as confidence now.
1: Anything that happens to you, you use oh. it. Mm. Exactly. And that's, yeah. and that's to, like turning turn in adversity into, into confidence. And I think something that I mentioned earlier about robustness, right, that eight years before when I used to say to myself, I can't deal with that, I can't go through that, I, ca- I can't um, survive if this happens, Yeah, right? speaking about my mom yeah I, I do believe that there's there's a common we, we have a proclivity to believe that you need that you you, that you can't go through something that you anticipate is gonna happen like it it's, it's, it's like it's an epide- epidemic mm. right mm. it's something that is so common mm. because we foresee these challenges and we foresee adversity but we don't have positive affirmations regarding that adversity. We're not like thinking about, okay, well, how are we gonna use that experience moving forward? But actually, what I realized is that whole eight years, I have everything I need to get through it. I have all the resources, I have all the experience, I have all the ability, and firstly my mum brought me up in a way to do yeah. that my dad as well yeah right so I had everything I needed to get through that experience and use it yeah because of the way I was brought up because of everything that I had within myself yeah so what I realized when it did happen when that day that she did pass away I was on a whole other level of motivation and yeah. okay it was a little bit of a Mate, I get it yeah it was a it was like fitness challenges it was selling hats for charity yeah, it was yeah. starting new businesses I was writing yeah, business yeah. business plans in the, in the room next to her yeah, in, yeah, yeah. in the hospice Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was it was weird but it was that's what it did for me and that's how I coped sure. and I, I wouldn't change any of it
0: yeah 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 Yeah, I, I think that's really key as well not, not willing to, not wanting to change anything that's already happened because whether you can relate to this or not whether you regret it because that's possible some people might because i'm aware of this and i like might you want to talk about this sort of thing like i'm so grateful that i got to speak to my brother one last time mm. and i said the words i said to him what i'm proud of you he was not ill yeah okay i walked into the room he was playing on the xbox yeah. and he just played football i watched him play football they won one nil he scored the goal he was the captain he just did so well and you know he just like w- looking at me the whole time seeing you know while watching him um and i went out after the game to do some bits, came home and he was playing the Xbox. And I walked in and I was like, you're right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And then, and then as I turned around and walked out, it sounds like one of them like, oh yeah, I'm sure you did, but something just stopped me and went, say it. Unbelievable, right? Thinking about it now, makes me should get like chills, but I, I was in the door frame, facing out. I just turned around, I walked over to him, ruffled his hair and went, I'm proud of you. That was the last, exchange i ever had with him okay I, i couldn't wish for a better way to see him one more time and going back to the point sometimes i say this and i'm like i'm very aware that some people don't get that they don't get that chance and if you're watching this and you think like there's a bit of regret there that has to be learned from too Right, It has to be like, okay, well, if I didn't necessarily get the chance to, with that person, don't let it happen again. Like with other people. One of my favorite things to think, and sometimes I say it too, is people should have their flowers whilst they can still smell them. Complimenting people, saying, listen, I'm, I think you're doing a wonderful job. It's just, it just goes so far, and it's so, so simple. You see what, I, obviously, um, wouldn't be something that you'd wanna be doing all the time, but you go to a funeral, and everyone's just talking really well of this person they can't hear it Well, who knows maybe they can but point is could have told me that last week That's it, could have told me that a month ago
1: like those those if, if it's, it's interesting because I've got a younger brother yeah. right you, yeah. you know my own brother yeah. and there is times where I want to tell him that I'm proud of him yeah but you just like there feels like there's some sort of difficulty in that
0: yeah for yeah. some reason yeah yeah.
1: For some reason, and yeah. it's maybe it's because he's a twenty one year old lad and he's a laddie lad and he's he's a rugby boy and he yeah, yeah. doesn't talk about emotions and all that. He's a he's a he's a down to earth guy, right? Yeah. But there's there feels like there's difficulty within those difficult conversations. Either even with my dad mm. and my other family. Like just saying those more emotional statements or compliments or yeah. whatever it is.
0: Yeah,
1: it feels like there's difficulty in that. But Remember the last time. I, I, what I try to do now is I try and become aware of the fact that that's the thing I know I need to say. Yes. So if I say it, I'm gonna feel a hell of a lot better afterwards. Yeah. yeah. And I always and and this is actually really interesting because my biggest I actually spoke to you about this. My yeah. biggest fear in, lo- in, in life in general was public speaking.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And I messaged you uh, earlier this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About doing my first public public uh, yeah. speaking event. In front of in front of a load of people, and that's that's not totally relevant right now. But the, the where I'm going with this is that that was my biggest fear, and it was aligned with my business. Mm. So I know, I knew, I needed to go down that route. Yeah. So for me, it's like, what's the th- where, where do I want to get to? Okay, I want to get to here. I want to take my business here. I want to be the best mindset coach in in the world, whatever. Right. In order to do that, I've got to go through this, 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 and this. Yeah i have to build confidence in this area confidence in that area i have to do maybe seminars talks etc and it's interesting how the thing that scares you the most mm. is the thing that i'm i'm for me personally i'm drawn to the most yeah 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 so those difficult conversations yeah, yeah. when it when you get that feeling mm. of discomfort that's a sign
0: you need to say it 100% that is it. It's a calling almost. It is a calling, and for sure. it it will involve courage. But you, like those yeah. are the moments, man.
1: For sure. And and when you got that calling in yeah. in that room with your younger brother, like there will be times like
0: that, and and that's a difficult, that's a red pill to swallow, right? Yeah. And you can't like dine off it either. You have to live it. I had a, I don't know, make it you know too much about um about death. It is a really important part of life. But I had the opportunity, the privilege to be next to my granddad when he passed away. And I gave myself a kick up the ass, mate. I gave myself, I knew he was dying. Okay, I couldn't talk. And this conscience said to me, you're a hypocrite. Because I used to say, I'm so grateful, You you should always tell people, speak your words, have courage to say these things. Says you, you're a hypocrite. You can't talk. Like this is the moment. This is your. He's lived a a great life, and you've got honour to be next to him. You've got the privilege to be next to this, this, this man. I I, I couldn't, and then I did. You know, he was he was non-responsive at that point, but I said, I love you. I said I love you, and and I swear down. He opened his eyes, grabbed my hands like that. His big hands. He was like six foot five, and he went, just enjoy it. Like Again, this moment is a moment I will draw strength from yeah. forever, yet the catalyst for that had to be that courage again. Again, not saying this to make anyone think, oh my God, like, I wish I could do that. You can next time, and I'm sorry, but there will be a next time. Someone, like somewhere, um, it's just what happens. And so that's why I think it's really important to talk about this topic. But those moments, I think, are what form your character. Whether you do something there and you go, I'm glad I did that, or you don't, but learn from it, yeah. it always serves a purpose because it's such an intense moment. Yeah. But so many people shut off from that intense moment and they want to lock it away. And it's actually unresolved mm. because your brain wants there to be strength pulled from it. Yeah. Isn't it? But you're putting it there because it's scary yeah, yeah. or like it hurts. But sometimes I think it's important to open up and I guess seasonal grief, one thing about it is it also provides the opportunity for seasonal connection. You said about you know things with your family and your brother, you told me before, you've got all your family around now. I'm not saying you would necessarily go in there and go, guys, I love you all so much. But like those moments where you ask that extra question, That's where it. you put your hand on someone's shoulder and go, it's great to see you. Those are the little moments, aren't they?
1: Sure. Yeah. I, I, it gives you an opportunity. And the, the, the most positively morbid thing about Death is that it brings your family together. Yeah, it, if you mean, yeah, if yes. you've got family, of course. But it brings you together with the people that were mutually connected with that person. Yeah. So like my grandma passed away last month, mm-hmm. and no, I'm sorry to my no. my Portuguese granddad has come over to spend Christmas with us, um, because otherwise he'd be on his own okay. for the first time in yeah. seventy years, right. sixty years, yeah which is crazy. It is. Right. So it brings your family together so there's always those positives but it's still you've got to you've got to have the courage to like to 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 take that one step further if you want to learn from it but i always say about like those let's say wins or losses if you say the thing you learn from the experience because you're like wow that was an amazing moment if you don't say the thing Mm. you either learn from it or Mm. you or you shut it off yes it becomes unresolved so you don't learn from it right so if you don't say it you live with the regret of not saying it. Yep. Right? Yep. So you learn, okay, cool. That's great. But if you don't say it and you then bury that. Yes. And you because you can't deal with the guilt.
0: Yes. You carry that guilt with you. you carry it, And guilt sure. guilt is one of the, the five negative emotions that yep. that cause us an energy drop. Yep. Guilt, anger, sadness, hurt, fear. And what will happen is you'll harness and you'll invite actually probably more guilt in other areas and that guilt will stack, but you'll also open the door for those other emotions, those other negative emotions to weigh you down. Yeah. It sounds so simple, but I think sometimes you've got to put logic to it. You are carrying that around with you. Yeah. It will take courage. It won't be ni- like nice, it, won't, it might be a bit messy, but discussing that with someone, whether it is a counsellor, therapist, a coach, or a family member, a friend, just going about the houses with it a little bit will help you mm-hmm. to, hopefully make some sort of resolution around that some sort of lesson learning about yourself some perspective so you can make sense of it and then move on and it can help you as well it can become part of your strength can't it
1: I I think that some people look to confidence for that for that type of thing yeah but what I actually say is that you don't need confidence to to do that Mm And maybe it's not about it. if you if you take take off take out the context of saying it to someone dying, right? It's probably not so appropriate in that scenario. Sure. But let's say you want to be open and honest about yourself and you want to be authentic, let's say to a group of people or or whatever situation it is in your life, right? There there is a common misbelief that you need copious amounts of confidence Mm. to do that. Yeah. You don't. I didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't have course, I had the confidence, but I didn't express that confidence. I didn't believe in myself, really, when I was first doing this this type of stuff. There would have been a, a time a few months ago, maybe even the start of the year, that I would shit myself coming on a podcast, yeah talking about myself. I don't. Why do I talk about myself? What have mm. I got to share? Mm. But you don't need copious amounts of confidence. You need the audacity. Yeah, yeah, great word. I think I, I love the word audacity because mm. it's a bit of like a. Sorry for my language, but it's like a, a fucking attitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, might. it's a, it's a. Let's just do it. It's like, home run. I don't. Yeah, I yeah. don't have. To, you don't have to believe in yourself right now. Yeah. You will. You need the confidence. I need the competence. The confidence, mm-hmm. competence loop mm-hmm. we've mm-hmm. spoken about before. But you don't need all of that confidence to start. You need audacity. Yeah. Nice. I, I I think that's one of my morals that I like
0: to live by. So I, like I think that. that's a
1: powerful statement.
0: It's a powerful statement. Yeah. Mate, it's been a really powerful chat. Thank you for coming in. I really hope that's um, helped someone, at least. I'm sure it will. Uh, I'm absolutely sure it will. Now, listen, Harry, we've had a really deep chat. Um, what we like to do at the end of these Tommy G Talks, Tea with Tommy G Specials, is give you, the guest, an opportunity to ask a question to people that are listening and watching. So, what question would you like to ask our audience?
1: let's bring the subject to reality right if you had all of the confidence in the world if you were the most if you saw yourself as the most confident person there ever was to have lived what would you be doing with your life
0: very cool question and when people answer that question what should they put when they tag you um, as in my As in how um, can they find you? <laughs> Actually, probably
1: <laughs> um Cryptic at, So on Instagram at Harry h-a-r-r-i underscore Pereira P E R E I R A. LinkedIn is the same, Harry dot Pereira. My business is Mindset X. So
0: you can find me on all of those all of those places. Yeah, great. Right. i encourage you to do so. Have some time to think about your answer, tag Harry, tag myself in the answer as well, so I can see and share it at Tommy Gentleman, pretty much on all the platforms. So listen, thank you for coming in, Harry, Um, making the time whilst you're back in the country. All the best for what the next few months and years bring. You and I are friends, we're gonna stay in touch, Um, but I'm very grateful for your time, your energy. Today, I think it's gonna help a lot of people, and in a way, it's helped me. As well which i'm very grateful for so um thank you keep doing what you're doing because it's inspiring to see thank you, cool. thank you. right mate so tea with tommy g guests I've get made to it. sign the kettle i've made it the kettle of uh <laughs> one day we'll auction this off all right so anywhere around there um again we are looking for a kettle sponsor so if anyone wants to jump on board you could have your brand here um, and a tea sponsor, if only there was a big old massive tea company in the town we're in right now. Twinings, tw- minings, minings, it. That'd be cool then. Hello. H. Perera. H. Pereira. There he is. H. Pereira. Signed. Hold that then. That is. Give it a little. There we go. (laughs) Brilliant, mate. Thank you. Amazing. I appreciate the time and the energy. Good good good, man, good Good man. It was, it was.